Hello ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Hot Stuff Reader. I'm your host Basi Baron and uh, uh, I'm with my co-host Chigongo Kenneth the one and only <laughs> the man from everywhere and the man from nowhere. And I'm uh, very glad to be here. Uh, sure. so, and today we are joined by uh, a prominent speaker. I know some of you might have heard of him and uh, if you haven't then I don't know what rock you're you're living under. Anyway, Mister, do you mind introducing yourself? Uh, my name is Mwenda Regan. Yes. I'm a Pan-Africanist. Um, a youth inclusion activist, a writer, yes. and above all, an African. Okay. So you did mention you are an activist, right? Oh yes, yes. What is activism? Uh, activism is broad, but any person, if I'm to just uh, break it down, any yeah, person who to wants form. to see change and act upon seeing that change is an activist. Okay. So, uh, in a, what, what type of activist are you? Uh, my niche is youth inclusion yes. and good governance. Okay. Yeah, so I'm a youth inclusion and good governance activist. Normally when one says I'm an activist, yes. uh, it's basically I'm a change seeker and maker in that regard, yeah? Okay. Because you seek, but then you also play a key role in making. The only problem is people just tend to take it as abstract, yeah? So in activism, you must also specialize what is your niche, where is your interest. Oh, yes. So particularly, you will hear of gender activists, those are really concerned about gender-related affairs. Yes. Um, not feminism per se. Yes. Then you will also hear about good governance, those are now the, the people who are looking at the governance bit of it, the politics bit of it. Yes. You will also hear environmental like activists, environmental yes. activists uh, climate activists, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so LGBTQI activists. So yes. activism is broad, yes. yeah, in and of itself, and uh, so, so it's basically it's basically having a niche and an area where you have your interest and you're pushing for changing that area. Yeah. So technically, what you're trying to say is uh, if. Uh, if uh, like uh, I'm tired of a government and I want to change, does that make me an activist? Yes, it does. Really? Uh, because you see, activism is all about challenging the status quo. So if you are tired of the status quo and you are doing something to change, then you're a political activist. So, so what, having the desire to want to see change and uh, doing something about it is what makes an activist. Yes. And we also, I normally want to highlight that there is a difference between a fan and an activist. Please explain. An activist is the person who goes way beyond the comfort zone yes. to try and change something. If, for example, today on your podcast you are talking about matters of climate and you you are really pushing your agenda in that line through dialogue probably, you are an activist in that regard. But there is someone out there who really is also interested in matters to do with climate. But at the end of the day, they, all they can do is just sit back and contribute by only listening in yes. and not even practicing what you are saying uh, or what you are advising them upon. So really that one is a fan or a supporter. Uh, maybe 
I was thinking maybe there would be different levels of activism. Like for example, you did mention me talking about environment in my podcast. Uh and then there is an individual out there who's railing people to go and uh you know clean up random places that are full of no no no, no. Waste. I, I wouldn't now now that that brings in a whole different topic now. Yeah. Because what you're talking about is not necessarily levels of activism. What you're talking about are forms of activism. Oh, so yeah. I can do my activism through writing. Yes. I can do my activism through you have seen cartoonists of these days. Yes, uh, I have seen cartoonists of these yeah, days. Yeah, you, you can see the kind of work they are trying to do. Yes, I see. They are passing their message. Secretly pushing uh-huh. a certain so, agenda. We call that activism. Okay. <laughs> so there is activism, yes. there is rightivism, okay? okay? And in activism, that's why we also have the musicians. Okay. We had the Lucky Dubes singing about apartheid. We Bobby had, Wine is also we had the Bobby Wines. Uh, we, we have. Yeah, yeah. We have had the Bobby Wines. Yes. We have had quite many. Even comedians who are really trying to pass their message through a different different place. So it's it's basically forms now. It's not levels. It's forms. Uh, you choose your methodology. Yes. What you want to use. So activism is yes broad in that sense. So we've we've, we've now understood who an who an activist is, right? Mm. So how does one become how does one carry out activism? Um speaking from my 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 personal experience, yes. I became an activist because I realized that there is more to life than just me. Okay. Yeah, um we live in a world that has been shaped by humans just like us yes and this world needs to be tailored to meet the day-to-day demands yes. of, of the context yeah yes. so for example if we are to talk about uh, the way of living 20 years back yeah it was crafted to meet the standards of those days yes but funny enough uh so, some of the concepts by concepts i mean things like education things like forms of leadership that some we are rules. still applying yes all these rules that we are still using are the rules of back 20 years yes, yes. things have changed uh, probably our grandfathers never had social media so so the question is how do we now live with social, media, social media and still have a better society yes. so in that regard, activism will always be necessary because we must challenge the status quo, not necessarily to challenge, but challenge to make better. So we must try and refine our society to the better standards. Okay. So these days, activists have been seen more as people who are rebellious against the culture, people who are always trying to go against the norm, people who are trying to change the winning formula. What's your perspective on that? I, I think first of all, we need to also look at what that winning formula is. Because um, when you are to, to look at it, the, the problem is people don't know what activism is. Yeah. yeah? Yes. So we have people we call radical activists. Yes. So these are guys who go way beyond and come to the streets. and. Yes. That is also their way. Actually, because speaking of coming to the streets, eh? Mm. What's the difference between a riot and uh, an activism? Uh, no, you see, as per the laws, yes, protests. Yeah, pro- protests. Protests are okay. 
they they are legal yes, as per the laws, yeah. Yes. But how many protests in Uganda? <laughs> How many protests in Africa oh, will be treated as protests oh, is yeah. completely another thing. Them head on with yeah, so that is the place. problem. That these people have been labeled as thugs, as Rebels, radical, yes. but they are not radical. That radicalness is coming in from how they are being they treated are handled, yeah. by the people they are trying to challenge. Yes, yeah? yes. So legally and on paper, we have we we are allowed to protest yes but in actual sense when we protest against the the status quo we when we protest, then now we are called thugs we are labeled as this we are labeled as that and sometimes it comes from for example in uganda how many petitions are listened to well i, I how many petitions are listened to so not very many what happens is when in a society when you're living in a society yes and people realize that for example you only respond when they when they rise up and back and back and, and riot you know and when they rise up and riot when they riot. rise up and cause some case that's when they are going to get your attention yes. then you have only relegated them to using those means yes. but if you are a country where you listen dialogue i agree those instances will always be there yes yeah but you, you in most cases today in our today's society and especially our ugandan context and african context at large yes. it is mainly and mainly the way these protests the way any person who has divergent views that probably are not um good enough for the ears of those in power yes is treated so that's why we have people who are saying activists are thugs, activists are this. Yeah, but, but the thing, the thing about activism in Uganda, it's I don't think it's at a certain level where activists are treated like a, like like a important figures of society. Because you see, most activists are looked at as troublemakers, chaos creators. They just gather a gang of people and just run around doing chaos, chaotic stuff. I personally don't think there is any person who does activism because they want to be termed or even um, looked at as an important person in society. I believe that really we, we do what we do um, simply because we want to see better, simply because we want to help in shaping tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the generations from now won't judge us on necessarily what they have found, but also the role that we played in. In, in, in what they find so uh, any person who really pushes activism because they want to be seen i don't think really that one is an activist because activism any person can be an activist you simply have to identify something that you see is wrong yes. and try to make it right true so, true actually the way i see it as a person to an, at an individual level uh, optimism is basically a forefront for change. Yes. And yes. when you try to front that change, usually the people who are in power to actually enforce that change are the people who are used to the old culture. Yes, yes. And yes. when you impose to them new people, new things, especially, let's say the people who are in power, let's say the government, the high officials, the people who are forty and above, and usually such people are used to being in power, and they they have developed a certain way 
mm-hmm. doing things, a certain Systems. formula that mm-hmm. never changes. Mm-hmm. And when you, as an individual, bring in change, I think it's mostly up to the biggest, to the leaders themselves, who are usually the final boss. Let's call them that, the final boss, <laughs> when it comes yes. to activism. Because yes. they, they tend to snuff out activism at the body. Yes. Once they hear a, a, a person coming out, let's see our friend here, if he comes out on social media yes. and he creates a space, let's say a Twitter space, yes. and he gets, and let me say, an influential figure hears about it, yes. and how the pod, the, and how the space was quite massive, and how people listened to it, and yes. how influential it and was. How influential it was. Yes. These people tend to snuff out those activists in a way that they say <laughs> they're, they're ragamuffins, yeah. the children who don't know what they're talking about. Do, hold up, hold up. Define but, um, snuff out. Snuff out. Yes. Uh, snuff out is basically like, if there's a rumor going on, yes. you nab it at the bud. You look for its source, you look for its, its system, the way it's, the way it's moving. Yes. I, I, I think we need to first understand the simple basics of how the world runs. Yes. Um, I, I've always, I've quite argued on different platforms that there is nothing like true in the world. Uh, because the world moves in terms of loyalty, who is loyal to who. So people will go to where they believe their interests lie. Someone today who is benefiting from the status quo of yes. the country yes. will strive as much as they can to block change because they believe probably this change will take away their their food, uh, for lack of better words. Actually, that's, that's, that's a very good idea. That's a very good point. Oh, on the way you've stated it, I'd like, you, I'd like to ask you a question basing on what you've said. You said that people who benefit from, us are from the current status quo of the country. Yes. Let me say if there's this system, they benefit from it. Yes. So going by that, uh, Uganda has seen an increasing change in, like, let me say, youth leaders, like youth MPs, such. But however, we, we have seen that as time progresses, the change these youth leaders had tends to, the fire they bring, it tends to burn out quickly, burn out at a, certain piece of, at a certain period. Yes. And most people have affiliated this with, let me say, the deep state. Mm-hmm. Deep state. Huh? So this question, do you believe that deep state exists? And if you do, do you believe it's the one amongst the ones snuffing out the changes? One, I, I do believe the deep state exists. Two, I don't blame it. Because this deep state, if and its existence, because I've said I subscribe to the idea that it exists. Yes. But it exists for reasons. Yeah? Yes. So you can't blame it for taking people. Yes. You will only blame the quality of those the people. Deep state. Uh, have we had very many MPs who have been arrested because they refused to follow the deep states? Oh, is it a question? Oh, is it a question of what are the intentions of these MPs in the first place as they go there? Now, this what I normally want to call the Mohogo economy. (laughs) I I use the Mohogo economy because Mohogo is cassava in my language. Yes. Now, this Mohogo economy is tailored in a way that people are poor, people are desperate. So you find. Um, quite very many young people are looking at politics as the only shortcut to success. Good games. What therefore does that mean? 
that now means that a person, a young man like Baron here, will run for his constituency or youth MP simply because he wants money. He will reach there and every opportunity of money because his initial interest was money. Getting paid. Every initial, anything that comes up for as long as it has something like money, you will have to go for it. Now, that brings us back to us, the electorate, as people who choose these guys. Yeah. Why do we vote them in the first place? Unless we change our personal voting patterns, which begin from mindset. In Uganda, people vote, especially youth. I, I will not speak to the other demographic. I, allow me to speak basically about youth. Yes, go ahead. Youth vote, for example, they are MPs. Some of them because they are beautiful. Some of them because... They're good looking. I have a friend. He says that if you vote a rich person into power, he will probably not steal a lot of money. <laughs> he will probably get the job done because he already has money. I want to decimate that. Okay. I, I totally believe that. And that, of course, is not obliterate uh, that kind of, of thinking. I, I, do, I also do believe that, yes, um, someone who is used to money. Is really not as much excited as uh, the other Someone man. But that's not the solution, really. That's not the solution. Now, the solution is, and uh, th- there is this. Uh, have you ever heard of of uh, salty water? Yes. So greed and corruption is like salty water. Yes. The more you take, is the more you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. The people who steal billions and billions of money are the people who earn a lot. The more you have, the because more you a person who earns eight hundred cannot sign off a deal of seven billion. So the people who actually do that corruption are the people who are earning better and who are living a better life. So greed is just like tasty water, salty water. Sorry. The more you take, is just the more you want. So that is, of course, to put away that. The only thing that probably can be a game changer as far as our political environment is concerned is first of all trying to decommercialize politics. How? If we had, if our members of parliament were receiving two million each per month, yes, then politics wouldn't be a, a matter of life and death in terms of elections. So if we could decommercialize politics and probably look at these guys as just normal civil servants, then it would be something that really is not a, just a matter of life and death. And probably we could also look at the quality of MPs we get. Yeah. But you're giving these people 30 million, 40 million, then someone borrows 2 billion. That's why you see people killing each other over elections. So, so really, it's not a question of the rich, the poor, it's just a question of the quality of the people that we have as Uganda. Um, that was his point of view. So everybody is entitled to their point of view, right? Yeah, 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 yeah sure, sure, sure. Um, what I was trying to, 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 to water down is, I've had it uh, on, on different platforms that, that probably rich people would make uh, better leaders. Yes. Uh, but I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. Leadership is not just about resources. The greatest people, actually the greatest leaders that we have had in our time, at least the ones that we have met through history, we are not rich people. 
That is very true. Most of them Patrice were... Rumumba wasn't a rich person. Thomas Sankala wasn't a rich person. People. These mm. were just patriots. People who had their nation at heart. So, mm. so it's not just a question of really money. It, it's a question of the quality of the leaders the that we day. have. Yeah. So, uh, we've looked at what, what activism is and how to do it. So, what are some of the benefits of activism? I think fulfillment. I personally do what I do because mm. it gives me satisfaction. Satisfaction on, on, on which level exactly? Seeing what you've been, uh, you've been, you, you've been wanting to change, change, or seeing your impact on, 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 on that specific topic? It is a two-way. Okay, explain. It is a two-way. It is a two-way in the sense that at times what you are, what you are advocating for can actually come to pass. So there you will be the happiest person because at the end of the day you were pushing for something you believed in. But secondly, even in instances where you try and things don't work out, yeah, yes. you live with the satisfaction of I've at least tried. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've at least taken yes. a stand and tried. So so it's it's really a, a point of satisfaction. You as a person, are you satisfied with the activities you indulge in on a daily basis? Yes. If yes, then go ahead. But if you feel like you're not satisfied with, then really you're not living a meaningful life. That's that's probably true. So, activism. We need activism in Uganda, don't we? We need activism around the world because activism shapes. I will give you. I I think sometimes we need to speak about examples of activists that the listeners could probably go and read about yes. and these are guys we celebrate on a daily guys who never held any office we talk about martin luther king yes we do we talk about malcolm x malcolm x yes i have just highlighted those guys because they never had any political office but today martin luther king is more celebrated than any american president that's very true but mind you martin luther never lived to see his dream come true but Barack Obama is a true meaningful achievement of Martin Luther's work so that shows you what activism is about that even if what I'm advocating for may Doesn't not come, come to today yes. my granddaughter my grand granddaughter who I don't know would live to, to, to live in, my, in the benefits of my work so so what are some of the risks that are involved in activism? Oh, those are very many. <laughs> those are very many because generally, um, the risks are, first of all, we have people who, who don't want face change. Yes. And uh, if, for example, it is on the governance side, you could be arrested, you could be killed, you could be tortured. Of course, you have had very many examples around that, like you could Mother transport trip in <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, we've seen the likes of Segidinya. Yeah. We've seen the one who left his home crying, woo wee, woo wee, Yeah, sure. Uh, but up above the rest, I think, from also the other angles, Sometimes it is just natural and inherent of humans to fear change. So humans fear change. 
if you tell Ugandans today to basically stop Buvero, there are people who will start asking you funny questions. So how will I eat my Rolex in an envelope? Chikomando, how, yeah. do you, how do you eat that? But you know, <laughs> there are always alternatives, yeah? Yes. But uh, people fear change and sometimes, so, so sometimes really people don't understand you. They don't understand the kind of cause you're running. Yes. But that doesn't matter really. So the challenges are there, yes, they are immense, yes. But you if you are an activist who really subscribes to your cause then i don't think there is anything like enough challenges to put you down okay fine so in uganda you we all know the conditions that are running around our country don't we what are some of those that you'd like to point out for my listeners to to you know look out for uh, for me i believe mindset change is everything Okay. First of all, um, and, and I'm saying this politely, I'm not saying it in, in, uh, in any well, to mean. We understand, don't we? We are dealing with a very, a very, very illiterate generation of youth. Okay. Youth who don't want to read, yes. youth who don't want to research, youth who are just living a day as it comes. Yes. And then we normally really get ourselves to aligning everything from the political lens. Oh yeah. This government has failed. This government has failed. I want to state this and state it very well. Yes. There is no government that will ever come and give hand tokens to anyone. Yes. Whether that government actually exists, we may not live to see that. Yes. So for me, there are quite very many things, of course, the obvious are there. The obvious is our political environment, our economical yes. hardships. But let us try making ourselves better. Yeah. How do you make yourself better? Improve yourself in all sectors. If money has refused, improve your intellect. Um, improve your thinking. Yeah. Improve your, your fitness. Improve, you know, improve yourself from all sectors of life. It's not really necessarily uh, that we shall always use success as uh, a metric of success. But also secondly, I think we are in the position that we are in again because of our mindset. Yeah, when uh, a brother finds you walking, they will believe that you're poor simply because you have found me or or another brother with a car. So, our the things we pay value to and the things we pay attention to are what are driving our young people into depression. Because somehow you feel like because I'm driving, I've made it in life, and yes. we are the same age. <laughs> yes. So you feel like you're, oh my you're god, for you you're, you you're still behind, and then you mount on yourself that kind of pressure. Yes. If we could only read and try to live, run our race, try to pay more attention, try to attach value to other different sectors of life, not necessarily our economic uh, power then I, I believe life would be much more easier and we would have a better society. So, mindset. Yeah, I, I believe mindset really. My, everything begins with mindset. mindset. Then we can talk about the obvious later. Climate. Hey, I, I see your point. So, uh, what are some of the, who are some of the most, of the most famous activists that my listeners should look out for. Uh, let, let your listeners look out for, for, for Ugandan activists and yes. young activists who are doing incredible work. Uh, there is a girl called Karawari Baker. 
She's amazing. Uh, there is a boy. Uh, he's called. He's, he's, he, he's called Joseph Tahinduka. He's doing great works uh, in uh, in debate and and public speaking and you know trying to interact with as many people as possible. There is a boy deep down in Barra called Edgar Mutunjisa. He's doing yes. immense and great work among young people. Um, there is there is a boy called Godwin Toko. There are very very many activists really that Uganda is blessed with. We have uh, the famous one Nakate, uh, the, the one championing climate. We have Denisa Yebari. She has recently been in Sweden also championing uh, uh, climate uh, climate climate activism in that line. Now we have uh, Esther Wall, we have uh, girls like Belinda Amanya in Uguru University who are yes. doing immense and great work. So we are not, we really have young people who are trying to see this generation yes. change um, and from all angles, yeah, from all angles. But what we need also is we need mindset change. Secondly, maybe that I need to point out we need people who can actually come out and say no to these liberal ideas. The problem that we have with our society today, we believe that whatever is Western is right. <laughs> whatever yes. you have seen Americans do is right. But uh, I think uh, I think Uganda is a young country, right? Yes. So I think we need time to process things. No. I, 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 I think that is the other problem that we are dealing with as a country. We have this athleticism syndrome. At least we can sleep. At least we have peace. At least, yes. At least we are. <laughs> the world over is tailored and moved on the principle of pursuing perfection. We are not saying there will ever be a perfect world. Yeah, but but we are saying we must pursue perfection. Yes. Okay? Now, when you go back to, I don't remember the year, but I think it was 19-something. Recently, in the 19s, Uganda had a bigger economy than Japan. That is very true. <laughs> Uganda had a bigger economy than, than United Arab Emirates. So, so it's not really a question of age as a country. Yes, we are a young nation, yes. but we could actually use it. We could use that young young Stage. nation. Because, you see, we, we are 87% youth. So that means yes. we have more better resource than ever because look we have innovators in the youth we have uh, economists we have lawyers we have you know let us stop looking at the excuses yes the government has failed to do this yes the government has failed to do this government, government for that. us within our potential what have we done as youth what have we done as youth? So on, the, on that note, as what we have done as youth, we have resources, we can do anything as youthists. I want to ask a question. Uh, another resource of the youth and of the youth and activists is the social media. However, that social media is being dominated by what we call the so-called influencers, <laughs> the meme givers, the <laughs> supplier jokes. Oh my God! So Twitter is flooded so with those. I'd like to ask you a question. You as an activist. Do you work hand in hand with these influencers because they have an actual, they actually do leave the world. You find some of these accounts with 200,000 followers, 300,000, 600,000 for the likes of memes. But as, a, as, an influ, as an activist, do you believe that influencers and activists are in the same line or same category or do you guys draw a thin line between each other? No. Um, 
it comes down you see the, the problem that we have with our society like i've said is the quality of the people that we have i want you to basically pay attention to normally the people who get okay leave alone the media personalities leave alone our celebrities but now look at uh, the common common us people yeah and how we get to those followers people will put some funny funny dressing and then you know that is how they're trying to <laughs> they so hustle for, for me really I, I wouldn't put my message there because yeah. my message isn't meant for that kind of person my message is meant for a person who is out there looking for and you know someone who is concerned about the status quo someone who's concerned about for example if I'm, I'm a good governance activist someone who's concerned about this activism how rather about this environment politically however that doesn't mean that we don't look at aiming to create awareness we do but where influencers can come in is for example i could have a show yeah i could have a panel discussion yes. and i want That's to amazing. you know look at uh, how can i draw people close so if i know that baron is in the business of influencing and we can work something out i will still because you see you have to use all avenues you have to use all avenues of ensuring that you actually get these people you get and create as more away as much awareness as you can so yes we can work together but we are too different an activist is totally different so we have what we now call social media activism actually about to so ask about that social media activism is i can like i've said there are very many different forms of social media of i rather of activism yes. i can use my social media as, as a, an activist to move my message yes. to my audience and the only time as domestic activist people who stay home but still stay as activists yeah and like i've said uh, people need to just you see that's the we need to do a lot of reading and you know um do a lot of uh knowledge searching because when you look through what activism actually is then uh, you will realize that it's not a question we don't need offices we don't normally people would want to call the streets the office i think These guys you see on the streets are more prominent in terms of activism because for them they actually get there but uh, activism is way beyond that. True, true. And also another same topic of activism, of activism. Do you believe that activism is is more productive than than staying at home or do you believe that activism is a, I should be on the street out there doing something? Because um, I know I know we already covered the part of where we have the radicalists mm-hmm. and the people who do from social media mm. but however do you believe that an activist like an activist should take that extra step because there are those who have actually been on Twitter some time back and there are people who actually do send you private messages to advocate for something mm. like let me say climate change plant a mm. tree one or two mm. but do you believe activism is mostly about creating awareness or yeah. rather you having a one on one of that advantages of a certain change because i've seen activists out there who like who front their change who talk about what they want change mm. but do not actually go out there to the people who are in these positions of enacting this change normally it comes back to the forms mm. and and you as an activist uh, what kind of what form of activism do you want to take do you want to use 
Um, I could, for example, say, uh, depending on the audience and depending on what I'm trying to challenge, yeah, I don't need to go on the streets. If I can write my petition and it gets listened to, then why should I go on the on the streets? Yeah. So it's not a basically a game of numbers. It's more about your cause. If you can get your cause achieved through dialogue, then go and dialogue with the people that the people that matter, the stakeholders. But you also gave us like those certain ways you have fronted your your activism. Uh, personally, shows. yeah. Personally, for example, mine has been basically about youth inclusion. What have I done? Yes. I have um if you recall in my 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 first year at campus, yes. I did have and by then I was just basically I, I was concerned about social media. So I did a project around uh, a social safety on social media. Yes. The project was it ran for 2 years and reached a point where I felt like my message had got there, the people that I wanted. Yeah, don't forget to talk about how MTN uh, <laughs> recognized uh, you for your work. Yeah, sure. And uh, in my second year, I did realize that actually because of my personal... I, I, I later realized that my talents were not aligning with my course, so I realized there was need for career guidance. What did I do? I mobilized fellow students who were also victims of the same we moved all in over 20 schools in Kampala here yes. doing career guidance. So I couldn't move in the whole country because of resources. Resources, yes. Um, but at least I, I know that I interacted with more than, at least more than 3,000 students because we moved, like I've said, in about 20 schools in Kampala here. I don't have the statistics right in terms of numbers. So. As you can see, those were two problems with two different approaches. It wasn't a question of having this one and then you stick on it. No, I know that with social media, I interacted with over at least 5,000 students and young people. And I believe among the 5,000, at least 3,000 are practicing the kind of message that we we, we got there. Uh, but also I've been... Uh, using uh, civil society spaces to speak up yeah uh, speak up uh, on different panels i've existed on different panels uh, speaking about youth related affairs especially aspects of youth inclusion in all sectors i have also uh, established myself i believe as a writer i do write articles however my kind of writing is also tailored in a specific way that it doesn't necessarily inflame the anger in the person I'm addressing. Yes. Because you see, the problem is that sometimes we forget that you can punch a person using your bare knuckles, but you can also wear a glove and punch someone, and you will all have punched. So yes. sometimes also the, the way you frame your message will make your, the person you are addressing this message to either read it or perceive it as an insult. Those are two different things. In a way, someone is getting punched. <laughs> yeah, but in a way, someone is getting the message. Yeah, but how they perceive that message is different. So, uh, and in that work, I have, I have, I have been nominated last year 
2021, I was nominated for Win Win International Youth Award. Yes. Uh, it is given out standing at uh, the youth that are doing out uh, that are doing outstanding work. It's an award. It's based in South Africa. Yes. Uh, I was invited as a speaker on uh, Nelson Mandela Youth Day at Pretoria University. Wow. I uh, was recognized by MTN Uganda as an MTN Youth Pulse Achiever 2021. Yes. Let's see that. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, actually the win, getting nominated for the win-win I think was the biggest highlight. Yes. Because however much I didn't win, but it was it was it was really something amazing. It, it showed me that whatever you are, whatever you're doing, small as you may think it is, Someone people is watching. are watching. Yes. Yeah, people are always watching. So yes, and in a way, I also got nominated for the top 45 under 45 youth in Kenya. Uh, still, I was beaten to the award by a Nigerian who is doing more work but then the yes. person i was actually competing with it wasn't more like a competition it was more like a recognition yeah because for him is running an ngo yes. that side that is has resources and is doing various work and me i do independent work i'm not paid for the work i do i just do it because of passion so it's really different um yes so this year I do sit uh, on uh, Youth Agenda Kenya's board yes. as uh, representing East African youth. So I'm an advisor there on the East African youth related affairs. Yes. Yes. So that is basically about me. But I'm highlighting that to simply show you the power of moving. By moving, I mean the power of acting. Don't wait to have resources. You can start from wherever you are and just have a cause, believe in your cause, and use the small resources you can get to do your cause. The world will appreciate or you will appreciate yourself. And what matters, I think, is really appreciating yourself. So that, that speaking of resources, actually, I wanted to ask, what are some of the factors that hinder activism? Because uh, besides resources, because you You've elaborated on that one. Lack of a will and lack of knowledge. Uh, we are talking about, okay, I'm talking about an individual who wants to be an activist, okay? Who wants to advocate for a specific uh, agenda, okay? He wants to change a certain stereotype. What are some of the things that uh, hinder that? Like I've said, lack of knowledge. You see, the problem is, yes. you, you re- I'll give you a simple analogy. You realize that Climate is our climate is not okay, but do you know what should be done about it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> a see? couple of things. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So sometimes we see and realize there is a problem, but we have no solutions to offer. You can't be an activist who simply sits and laments. You have to come out and say, "A is wrong, but it can go right." What the man said. The man, but, the man talked about to be an activist. You basically start with what you have. Yeah. So if you, if a, you know climate has an issue, and you know the most basic reason is planting trees. Ah. So start that. A tree. So the problem is, like I've said, our youth today don't want to invest in research. Yeah. We don't want to read. And also that doing now. part. And then we don't want to start. 
and that we normally have the tomorrow syndrome yeah besides besides, besides the tomorrow syndrome eh? uh there's this scenario where a black individual was murdered in the states and uh in, in back in 2013 eh? and this this lady called uh, Tandiwa Abdallah came out and uh, took a stand and uh, you know advocated for justice for the, the black community she has uh, participated in several black lives matter rallies and uh, she has uh, also contributed in passing on the message in the united the united states uh, schools so in that in that scenario you see the thing that brought out activism in this young lady it's the fact that there was an injustice okay? someone was murdered and unlawfully so do do we need to do, do we need to wait for something big to happen for us to be activists or no. I'll give you an example. You see, there is something I, I normally want to call the power of a situation. Okay. Uh, and it, and th- that is the standard of the world. You wouldn't buy salt if you never realized the need for salt. Yes. In the same sense, we wouldn't look for leaders if we never realized the virtue for leadership. Yes. Now, in the same sense, there are situations that give rise to individuals, that give rise to a cause. If, for example, today we have young people getting murdered, the next day before you realize people go on the street saying no. Don't murder our people. Let me tell you something. There are very, very many issues that are going bad in the world right now for someone. Say we are waiting for someone to first get killed. People are getting pregnant. Speak about those offer solutions people are dropping out of schools speak about those and offer solutions because like i've said it's not a game of lamentations you must be able to offer solutions okay so that is the kind of for me activism that i believe in and that's my way of doing things so like i've said um yes situations can 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 help someone rise up and can help a cause come in but then uh, it's not really a, uh, it's, it's not really waiting for those situations like you're stating of murder yes. there, there are very many situations right now that are killing more people than just bullets yeah. uh, Mr. Kenneth you, you have heard of currents haven't you? <sighs> speaking of currents <laughs> <laughs> you know who a current is? you know what current is? currents are I don't want to sound like I'm racist, but Karens are usually those annoying individual characters who are usually white in nature, I'm not trying to be racist, but that is the usual general of them, who are usually white and they try to respond in every situation in the they, worst way they, possible. They act bothered by Let me give an example. Uh, there's this story that, you, that was going around social media in 2012 where a white woman called the police after he saw a group of black men having a barbecue party in their backyard. You understand? She basically called the police just because a bunch of black people had gathered together. And, and to her that seems suspicious. And also this part where, let me say you're driving, and then let me say, you know, driving has never been a constant thing. You usually have a, a mishap. Let me say you're driving and somehow you swerve a bit. 
now someone was in your now let me say there's this, this scenario where a Karen was in the front of was that was the one in the front and this driver who had let me say a driving car he was driving and somehow he got distracted but he did a small swerve but the current in front of him stopped his car i mean stopped her car in the middle of the road to block here him as well came towards the but when it came towards the man's the man's car he told him i'm, I'm, I'm making a sitting in the arrest you're not going with any, anywhere with this car as the man spoke calmly for the lady to get out of the way she refused she banged the car she acted she got she acted in all forms of let me say over dramatic she was like a woman <laughs> a woman time was true now um as far as that is concerned i think that that is a topic of its own why because you see that that thinking stems from somewhere oh yeah but, but, so but when let, we let talk me, about let me deal it up, now as i'm saying you know that as currents exist right yeah yeah they yeah. do they do now, you as an ex- as an activist you move around you talk to people, you meet people in different places and at some point yes i know you you do find oppositions and let's say currents in your work in your in your activities uh how do you handle these frustrations how do you handle these oppositions actually actually the question that i wanted to ask is uh do you think uh currents okay Are activists <laughs> I, i want us to, to 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 first of all look at activism from two different angles yes. activism is not necessarily what you believe in yes but uh, right. if i believe so so you could for example say um you, you you believe that men should be dressing up in dresses and you're an activist in that line and i may say no Yeah yes. but that doesn't mean that you're not an activist so oh, it's not a question of uh, who is right and wrong it's a yes. question of you subscribe to something you believe in it and you're doing something about it so now definitely an activist so when you start activism first of all you are aware that you are challenging a situation that has beneficiaries yes like and i previously stated yes so clearly there is opposition there yes, yeah yes um people will not always believe in what you're saying and that is not what matters what matters is do you believe in the, the cause that you're running and you're pushing in the agenda of that cause is it what you really believe in that's what matters so yes you're you will always find opposition because by the time for example today when you say let us stop polythene bags there are factories that are making polythene bags so where do you think these factories are going to go those yes. are the people who will be sponsoring people to block you to fight you but are you going to back down because someone is just fighting you or you're going to say no this cause is bigger than just a petty fight yeah. you believe activism like when someone says they're an activist and they're fronting something Do you believe that there are some bad forms of activism out there like let me say if someone is fronting something that you see as a Yes, we have like, criminals like masquerading as activists. No, let me give an example like someone being an activist and they are fronting uh there's a scenario in the states. I'm sorry to qualify in the states so much. There's a scenario in the states where a certain lady she became an activist for fronting the notion of removing all black people from America. and sending them back to africa yes and for her that was her cause but you see we have uh, things we call i normally want to to say basics basics of human decency 
Um, so really now for that lady, I, I think she deserved, uh, for lack of better words, a mental checkup because. <laughs> First of all, how did those people arrive there? She needs to look into that. You see, these are basics of human decency. We should push for activism that gets the world together, not Positive for activism, activism that divides the world. Yes. Yeah. Now, that's where situations come in also. We have mass um, criminals who masquerade as activists. We have people who start protests simply because they know they can root you. You yes. saw what was happening in South Africa. Actually, yeah, I wanted uh, to talk about Simply that. because they are people, they know that they will be rooting, they will be stealing so phones. They, they see be, someone you know, so with, a, with a megaphone yelling out yeah. change, they, they, they gather around him, However, they will get something in return. However, that, that shouldn't uh, make us define activists as that. Because really, activism is well brought. I've think, never been on the streets. So do, you, do you think the, the basis of someone becoming an activist is because of their own their own personal justice or their own sense of justice? Because I believe, if I if I look at it in this way, like the lady who was sending all black people out of Africa, what she was fronting mostly was sorry, all black people out of America. What she was, well, the reason she was giving that was. The fact that she's an American, born American, white in color, and everything of hers is, she said her life, her lineage has always been American. However, she has been unable to acquire land or a place to live or a job, because every job she usually goes to is filled with what black people, who at some point in their lineage she, she still says they came from a different country. Do you think, there, there are people think who normally want to, to justify. There are people who normally want to justify their failures. Uh, with lots of reasons and of course they will always get reasons for justification you can always justify your failure with anything I, I think what you're talking about is also what was causing i think just about a year or two yes in, ago, in, south africa. in south africa xenophobia uh, so just like the case was in south africa and of course the case is with that lady it's not a question of justifying what with what. You can have a cause, but I think you can see that her cause is a dead one. That's why you see people are not embracing it. But you can see how people have embraced the the, the Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yeah? yeah. So for me, I believe that it's, yes, any person can have a cause, but is that cause bettering humanity? Or it is killing down humanity? You're telling people who have grandfathers and grandfathers buried in America to go back to Africa that is and just do what there. Anyway. So is that cause bettering humanity or it is Bringing killing down and, and humanity? And so that, that can always be debated from that line. But that is it basically about activism. Uh, my last words will be for those young people who want to yeah. be activists. Yes. Simply and simply Sit down, look at society, just look around you. Whatever is going wrong, do right. Lead by example. Yes. Do right. Mobilize a few friends, mobilize a few colleagues, and just do what is right. Yeah? Yes. That is activism. But also, young people, let us read, let us research. That's the only way we shall make our continent, our nation, Better. better one <laughs> and let us try as much as we can to go back into our roots 
our African roots. Let us tailor Africa. Let us refine Africa to make it better. Let us not westernize Africa. Good night. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in for to, to hear Mr. Muninda talk about activism and uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Anyway, till next time, peace out. Wait, <laughs> this thing about activism, right? You should recently watching Atlanta, season yes. three. Yes. This is part where, you know, uh, guys, like some, some chick, some lady did research about like black culture and how everything, and you know, black are usually, black people are usually triggered by that culture. Yes. Yes, of slavery. Yes. So there's this lady in the series who went and did research on her lineage and found the family which tortured, which tortured her great-great-grandfathers. Yes. And then when she did research, she found out who the owners of her great-great-grandfathers were, as them as slaves. Eh? Yes. So basically she went to court oh and sued the people yeah. who did that. Yeah, yeah. And then it started a chain reaction of where everyone who, who, who did, who, where that happened, sued. The white family of, of owning them as slaves. Yeah, but, but however, here's a here's a twist of events. Yeah. In that same episode, it shows that the white people were in quite a dilemma of paying these huge sums because a lady would show up at your doorstep, even though she's properly fina- in a financial situ- in, a, in a proper financial situation, yes. she would ask for like three million US dollars. Oh, yeah. So even the white people were asking for weird jobs. Like, oh, but you see, as as Mr. Mwinda said. Eh? Activism should be a positive one. And should yeah, should and aim now, at uh, now here's the bringing people together. Now here's the plot twist. Yes. You see what was funny? Yes. These were people who are complaining about not having that kind of money. Yeah. At the end of the episode, it shows that those people got two jobs, and the connection between them and the black people was never was never any better than that, because the white people went and got a second job and applied for that salary to be sent to the families of those who sold them per month. Okay. Okay. I see. I. It's a theory, okay? It has to have a happy ending. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Please happy don't forget ending. that. But, but in real life, happy endings are quite rare. But don't you think that's quite critical? It's, it's a quite critical way of looking at it. Maybe some activism does, be, does begin as negative. Um, and yeah, at the end, I guess, I guess you can look at it like at that. The end, but, also, have some other but also, limits. you need to look at it in a, in a way that it might sprout out hate. Okay. These, these people, you, you're blaming people for what their grandparents did, okay, and that is wrong. So I would say just bury the hatchet and look to the future with a smile. Have, have you ever noticed that usually people come closer, some people come closer after a fight. You never get to know the other person's actual side until they spit it out of actual anger. How about you don't let someone spit out of their anger, okay? Do you know if How you, about if you don't create a scenario where someone has to bring out their anger? If you, if you let out your anger, yes. I would actually know where it stems from. Because in the, in the midst of that anger, yes. well, I would get to know whether I'm, it's right to be with a person when that, or not. How you do it? Yes. You, you get to understand that, how to deal with it. Because it's, it's better to have a devil that you know <laughs> than a devil that you don't how know. About, uh, how about having an angel that you know okay how about not leading someone into a scenario where they have to bring out the worst in them okay how about we just uh, you know learn to live in a, in harmony without provoking each other that is like that is true but we forget we're all humans and that's the reason activism pops up 
Yeah. Activism always brings out someone's front, someone what someone is hiding. Yes. What someone wants that to be true. out there in the world. Okay. If it's trees, stop cutting my trees, I want my trees up there, they will do better an activist. Sure. If it's racism, have you recently heard about the Indian restaurant that was in that was in Muyanga that was burnt down mm-hmm. because it was practicing whatever uh, racism in our own country? Oh my god! It would only allow Indians and other forms of Asians. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, guys, guys, thank you for tuning in and uh, catch you on the next one.